1200 presents Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show. A look into the enriching yet complex world of organized hockey. Now with Greg Kennedy, here's Richard Berkison. Welcome back, Greg. Here we go again. Yes, this is the uh, penultimate. No. Uh, what do you call it? Second to last? Yeah, there's a word for that. Second to last. No, no, no. There's a term for it. We'll hyphenate it. Second to last. Okay, I'm pretty sure there's a term for it. Okay. You sure it's not penultimate? Uh, no. What does penultimate mean? Something about pens. <laughs> I think penultimate means second last. Okay. Anyway, we so, only have one more show left after this one is what I'm saying. Yeah. So this week we're uh, we're tackling something a little bit different. Yes. Uh, we have not yet looked at private hockey academies, hockey school type things. Skills Academies. We haven't touched on that subject yet. What are you shaking your head at me for? Well, I was over here using the Google machine. Oh, yeah. Occurring immediately before the last one. Oh. Colon, next to the last. Penultimate. Penultimate. Okay. Thank you very much. I thought that was a game you played outside on the field. No, that's just that's, ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate. It's the penultimate show, and we're talking about, oh, I just said talking. talking. We're talking about school. Mm-hmm. Well. Hockey schools, hockey schools, and the uh, the I was going to say the resurgence, but the surge of hockey schools. And actually, not so much in the HEO area. There, yeah. There's only really, well, three I suppose. Uh, two that are residential, one that is not. Well, we should clarify: not hockey school like go to the rink no. and bring your kid every day in the summer. No, we're talking. No, no. no, we're talking about a private hockey academies. The the two principal ones are the CIH Academy in Rockland and. Uh, Ontario Hockey Academy in Cornwall. Then there's Peak Academy out in Canada at the Bell Senseplex, which is a day school only. Right. And uh, this is not; these are not to be confused with Skills Academies. That's a totally different ballgame. Yes, which is a, a, a high school credit course that would be offered at, let's say you go to Sir Robert Borden High School in Nepean, and uh, there's a teacher there who is qualified to teach the course. It hockey. Has to, yeah, hockey. It has to be approved by uh, Hockey Canada, and uh, students can get a credit. Now, are they? Is it an official one at uh, Louis Riel? What do you mean? Is that a Skills a Academy? Canada Skills Academy. The Sport Etude programs, and that's not the only one. There's also yeah, yeah. Franco Cité and Franco West, and a few yep. others. Um, I'm not sure if they get. Uh, they Credit. probably get phys ed credits. Oh, they get phys ed credits. Yes, yes, for those programs. Whether or not they're actual hockey skills uh, with Hockey Canada, I'm, I'm not exactly different. sure. But that, the, that's a very different environment because those kids. At those kinds of schools, like uh, Louis Riel and uh, Franco schools, uh, they can play for their community teams. Yes. They can play for their high school team. And the school team, yes. Uh, there's no restriction on, on that except for the rules within uh, the high school association. Right, but there are rules surrounding CIH and OHA. Yes, because they're residential schools. Yes. And the rule is that uh, this is a, through a memorandum of understanding uh, with HEO, formerly the ODHA, that is, I guess, examined every year. Uh, and the Memorandum of Understanding states that those schools that are residential are allowed two players from their community per age group. Who do not live on campus. Correct. Yeah. Uh, to play on their school team. So if you look at the Midget AAA team at the OHA in Cornwall, uh, they might have up to two kids playing on their midget team who are from the Cornwall district. Right. Yep. Okay. Whereas Peak Academy in Canada doesn't have to worry about that because they are not a residential school. Yet, if they were to form a team with their high school kids, like a Bantam team or a midget team, right. they could not participate. So far. 
So well, they could not participate because their kids come from various districts. Yeah, they would have to apply to the branch for permission to Correct. enter a team Correct. into whatever league the, they were deemed to belong at, whatever level. Yes, they they were deemed to. And uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever you said, yeah, yeah. whatever Sorry. you just said, I'm tired. The it's, it's yeah. morning. All right. Uh, the uh, the cost of going to these schools is of course substantial, but surprisingly close. The two of them. Yeah, if, within a thousand dollars. Are they? Yeah, not? if you look at uh, the CIHA uh, program in Rockland, the uh, the fee is thirty nine thousand nine hundred dollars Canadian. Now that pretty much covers everything except oh, yeah. the odd sundry thing. I mean, you know, if you're talking about your hockey, if you're playing AAA, and your hockey is going to cost you, I don't know, six grand, seven grand, or whatever, plus tournaments, and you know that is all covered. Right. So now we're talking about the education part. And, and that's know. always been a, a, a number out there. Like, what is the number? You've got mm. parents who will tell you they spent $15,000 right. on a season at AAA with tournament expenses and hotels and all that sort of thing. So, okay, it's somewhere between ten and fifteen a year for a AAA hockey season. Right. This is thirty nine, thirty nine, thirty eight thousand 38000 at uh, OHA in Cornwall. So is it, a, is it another fourteen grand to have your kid go to school? But not only well, that, you're feeding them. There's yeah. less water usage in your home. <laughs> you're cutting. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's not no, as many no, showers. There's not as much to, laundry. You don't have to worry about the half-hour showers. Fed. You're not paying for a tutor on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that worth in a year? What, yeah. does it, what does it cost for eight months of a child, of a teenage boy in your home? Right. Uh, and, and girls, too, at, at both schools. Yes. They yep. both, both CIHA and OHA have very extensive girls programs, yeah. hockey programs. And if you go to Peak Academy in Canada, it's about 16, 8. For a high school student, uh, this is of course not a residential school. Okay, so, so let's, let's assume it, it's sixteen five or seventeen. Take that off the thirty nine, right? And that's what twenty two, approximately. Well, then it comes down to the argument about a private school versus the public high school, and wh- yeah. you know wh- what is it worth? Quality uh, of education. Quality of education, and and I'm I'm a I'm a uh, uh, retired. I'm a retired teacher, but I taught in the private system in both Montreal true, yes. and Ottawa, yep. and I am a product of the private system in Montreal at Lower Canada College. LC, what's that? Snooty. Snooty. Uh, Lower Canada College in, in Montreal. I spent 10 years there, all in grade 7 and 8. All to get, all to get out of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you, you know, I could argue, I suppose, for quite a while about whether or not the quality of education is better or worse in, in public school versus private school. And that's very much a value judgment. If yeah. you've got the funds to do it, yeah. if you feel that your child will be ahead of the game, either academically or athletically, by going to one of these programs, then fill your boots. Sure. But on an academic perspective, from an mm-hmm. academic perspective, there is a Cadillac of private schools. There's also a, a Volkswagen? Peugeot of yeah. private schools. Right? Well, like, what, what happens there's is... a difference there, too. What happens with, with these academies is that they... they as all private schools do, but I think even more so at these particular schools because they're smaller, uh, is that their pupil-teacher pupil ratio is quite small. Oh, yes. Uh, they might have eight or nine or ten students in a class or even less. Right. You don't see that at Ashbury College. You don't see that at the Turnbull School uh, on Fisher Avenue. Right. Uh, you, you see that only in very particular schools that offer a particular program, which is, in this case, hockey. Uh, if you go to Canterbury, which is a... So it's it's sort of a charter school, but it's not for the arts. Artistic school, yeah. Art for the arts. You know, they have regular uh, size classes um, because they are part of the public system. 
but in a private school, you know, the, the expectations are different. The demands are different. Yep. Now, we should preface our, because we're going to be yeah, let's, doing... let's fo- get these guys on. We're going to be doing two phone calls here. One with uh, Cornwall's uh, OHA, with Jill LaSalle, who's the director and founder of the school. Right. And then we're going to be talking to Kevin Wilson, who is uh, sort of one of the co-directors of the Peak Academy. Yep. We also contacted the CIHA... Yep. And I did promise them that we would mention on the air that, yes, they finally did respond, but yeah. unfortunately... <laughs> Sorry, you're too late. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we only have so much time, and uh, Randy Stevenson, the principal, happens to be out of town when we're taping the show, uh, okay. and we were not able to speak to Randy to find out about CIHA. So we're right. talking about, uh, we're talking to OHA. But and, we're not uh, really looking to be specific about the school and the program. Uh, we will within our chat with these guys, but mainly we're looking at... Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the whole idea of it, the big picture of it. What do they offer and so yeah, on. Right. The websites are really interesting, and I've looked at websites of various private schools around the province that uh, that offer hockey-type yeah. programs. CIHA now offers, as their academic program is run by an, an academy, a private academy called Blythe Academy. Blythe, yep, we learned that last week. Yes. Blythe is all over the province. Yep. And in the U.S. and in Italy. And I think they have a school in the Orient somewhere. Now, they, okay. so the fellow who started this, his name is Blythe. No. Well, his name could have been Shocking. Academy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, has done quite a job in expanding uh, the reach of, of his programs uh, all over the province, and the CIHA has bought into that. So we're okay. going to ask uh, Gilles LaSalle about well, let, that in a moment. Let's take a break. We'll get Gilles on. You're, sure. Yeah. We're, we're going to be back. We're, we're talking all about the... Uh, private hockey academies here in uh, in eastern ontario and uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back for a couple of guests grassroots the minor hockey show continues right after this on tsn 1200 welcome back to grassroots the minor hockey show with richard Burkison and greg kennedy on tsn 1200 we are back here at Grassroots, and uh, we've got on the line from beautiful downtown Cornwall, we've got uh, Gilles LaSalle, who is the uh, founder and director of Ontario Hockey Academy. Gilles, welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, Thank and you. now Gilles and I go way back, way yeah. back. <laughs> okay. This is another one of these town of Mount Royal guys. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. How are you, Gilles? <laughs> you having a good morning? Yeah, very good. Richard good. Uh, was one of my coaches way back when, oh, so I don't want really to want to go how far back. No, yeah. it's it every was. time we have somebody on this show, one of us <laughs> coached them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Pretty sad. Yeah. Okay, Joe, uh, yep. the OHA. It, it you began it when and why? Sure. Um, you know, I I had an opportunity to go work at a, an academy down in the United States, and I then I got approached by a gentleman that was a, a doctor from Yale, and he said, "Geez, why don't we open one of these up in Canada?" Mm. And, uh, and and that's what happened. So he came up and uh, with me, and uh, we decided to start the Ontario Hockey Academy. And um, we thought we'd go, we'd start with one team the first year, and hopefully we, we'd grow and, and to eventually five teams in the uh, fifth year. Um, but it took a head of leg on its own, and we went from one to seven teams within three years. So oh, it uh, uh, it grew rather quickly. But you had nobody to play. Uh, no, we had, uh, you know what, all we had was a, a concept. I mean, we did a lot of work on, on our concept and looked at different models um, that were out there. Um, and, the, you know, if there's one thing about the schools in, in, around, there's different models. So, you know, people sort of, if, if I have to say if I do anything, is doing a little bit of education on, on uh, you know, what would be the best fit for somebody. Mm-hmm. Because 
there's there's some models that are the traditional ones where there there are three sports schools. They're not Hockey Canada sanctioned, and 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 they run that model. And then in the last few ten years, there's been a little bit of a growth what we call in sports schools, um, where they they partner with an education system, and um, and so they start they have they call them academies. They start uh, and they follow under Hockey Canada sports schools. And they partner with a public or private school, right. and then then there's the ones like ourselves, um, which is there's not many of us around uh, with our residential schools um, that are both Hockey Canada sanctioned and a, a a school listed with the Ministry of Education of Ontario. Now the CIH began with that same model, well, uh, and they've and they've gone well similar, but they've gone to using Blythe Academy. Well, what do you use for your academics? We're, 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 like, if you go under the Ministry of Education of Ontario, our school is listed there. Okay. So we're, we're a high school, like every high school in Ontario. All right. With how okay. many students? 138. That's seven teams, you said, sorry? Yes. Yeah, yes. so, and, and right from the get-go, I have to ask, you said yeah. you, you know, you wanted to, the, the Yaley wanted to put one of these things in Canada. Yeah. I have to ask, why Cornwall? Well, good, good point. Um, we what happened is that we had a little family business way back, and my my parents were were sort of wanting to get out of the business. And since I had the location here, yeah. that's how it started here. Well, it works out well. You've you've got the old St. Lawrence College facilities there, correct? It's it's similar. No, we're we're back with we. It used to be a a hotel with a convention center and okay. and, a, and a restaurant. So we've we've you know what and we you know we built on a um, a gym. We took the, uh, the the convention facilities and made them into classrooms. Uh, cafeterias used, the, and then we used the dorms for the uh, what the what the, the the rooms were. Yeah. Okay. What uh, what kind of recruiting do you need to do? Like, do you travel all over North America? Or are you going far afield overseas and so on? Or what are you doing? Yeah. You know what? We have uh, students from twenty one different countries here. Funny is, I'd say ninety-five percent of our students that are here apply to the school. So, but that being that said, um, I like you know, yesterday I had two students from Europe in uh, and showing them around. Um, we still would like to get to see them play. So sometimes we go out and watch them play. We have a um, a friend of ours that's in Europe. Uh, that if he has to, he'll get to a, a few tournaments and go watch some of the, our players that. Um, that are, are planning to come to our school, or we get out here in, in Canada, in the United States, since we have a diverse from anywhere from BC to Newfoundland to Colorado to South Carolina. Mm. You know? And, and so, in, in the beginning, you 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 dipped into Asia too, did you not? Absolutely, yeah, we still do. We have a like we have a girl here from Japan that yeah. actually played in the Sochi Olympics. Oh, uh, wow! So uh, uh, yes, we do. Uh, um, they're they're uh, here's another one. We have Korea. We have three students here from Korea. Um, that it will actually will be playing the next Olympics in Seoul in, oh. uh, in two years. On the girls' side or boys' side? Girls' side. On the girls' side, yeah. yeah. I, in fact, I know somebody, we had him on the air last year, that was uh, Dean Holden, yeah. who was the uh, coach of the South Korean uh, women's team uh, two or three years ago yep. and was expressing some concern about where they were going to get their skills from in order to compete. <laughs> and, and, and they're pretty skilled. They're just, just not, you know what, the biggest thing we got to do is get them stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seven teams. Does uh, have you got head coaches and assistant coaches sharing duties with different teams, or have you got seven complete staffs? We have seven complete staffs. So our head coaches are technically our, our full time head coaches. So they deal right. with all aspects of of running a hockey team. Do they teach? Uh, our assistant coaches do. Okay, yeah. Okay, 
so most of our assistant coaches are, and not all of them, um, uh, they, they'll, they'll teach a class or two. Uh, most of them are, would be, you know, registered, uh, uh, school teachers. And, uh, we found the best part of our staff are the ones that have gone through the, this type of model, you know, have gone through oh, the course. university model. Yeah. And it, it, it's really interesting, but what's uh, the, uh, the class size like? Uh, we run the, we average between 12, around 12 per class. Okay. Now, can I ask about horror stories, Jill, and you can debunk <laughs> them right now. Wonderful. Okay? Yeah. The, the, the standard horror stories are the education is not as strong or, or my goodness, they don't even have, use teachers. They learn by laptop. Uh, I've heard that guys write exams and girls, and basically they just sit there and somebody asks them questions verbally. But you are a registered, accredited Ontario secondary school. So yes. it's just like going to a regular high school, correct? Yeah, yeah. We get inspected by the ministry. They okay. go up here. I mean, we basically got to follow their syllabus, their curriculum. Um, we... Actually, we have to even use their textbooks that, you know, all the other high schools. And, yeah, so you're right. And that happens. We have, every year we get, uh, we'll get some people that have gone to other schools and just say, oh, we didn't know it was like that. And that, yeah. I guess people got to do their homework. So is, and, that a, is that a selling feature? Is that a positive for you? Or, do you? or does it become a problem sometimes when people are like, oh, geez, I don't want that? It does. It both. Both, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because some of the, uh, you'll get some people that, you know what, they don't care about the academics, just want to play hockey. Yeah, then, right. then, don't, then don't come here, yeah. you know. Um, and then you get the other ones where, geez, you know what? They'll, you know what? They'll make the phone calls. They'll, they'll do the research, and, and you want to make sure um, the academics are, are, are good for them. You know, if if a student's a really good academic, they can go anywhere. It's the ones that are sort of the middle of the line. You know what? They need a little bit of extra help. Those are the ones that sort of got to, you know, just make sure that they're uh, they're in the right spot. Jill, are you getting many American kids who are yeah. bypassing the um, uh, the American prep school route for whatever reason and coming to you? Yeah, we have. I'd say we have about twenty Americans here. Okay, are they from upstate New York, like just across the river, or what? <laughs> we have some. We have some that are across the river. Like I said, we have. Uh, we got a couple from South Carolina. We had a, a boy in here from uh, Carolina last week. Um, we have um, them. I got a couple from Colorado, uh, Michigan, uh, Illinois. So um, some of them just, you know, what they want something a little different than what they offer in the in the U.S. And and obviously, I mean. Ontario is, you know, one of the best hockey spots in the world. Sure. So, you so know. let's go to that then. The hockey, the exposure. I, I assume that part of the part of the sales pitch and part of what people are looking for is is for players to get scholarships out of your program. Yeah, you know what? The, the a lot of them. I mean, in the in the girls and the boys' path is a little bit different. Right. The girls' path can go. I mean, mind you, on the girls' side, the CIS uh, program has been really moving up the scale in the last few years. So they've done a really good job. You've seen a lot of girls staying in Canada instead of taking the NCAA route. Right. Um, so, but you still, you know what, that's what they're looking for. On the boys' side, there's that extra step. They've got to go play junior. So, um, you know what, which is, uh, you know, the central. Uh, yep, yep, junior it's, it's, a, yep. it's a great league here. So if we can push them into there, um, it, it's great for them. Um, sometimes we have a little bit more difficult time, and, and they might have to take a step back for, on the junior level and, and – and 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 just take it a little bit more time. So they got to go to junior, then go to um, then go to the NCAA. So they got the extra step on the boys' side. Jill, what kind of uh, challenges are you facing these days in in a private school environment? Uh, I mean, you obviously have to get bums in the seats to make the thing work. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, from both the hockey standpoint or from a numbers standpoint, uh, what do you see as causing difficulty? Uh, I think we got to worry. We got to. There, there seems to be more. 
of uh, um, learning disabilities with some students. So you got to make sure that um, we have the resource to handle wh whoever's coming in here. That's one that we've noticed in the past. And, and number two is they're always in a hurry. Like they all think they're going to be, you know, the Connor McDavid's. They got to, you know, they got to jump to the NHL by their 18, you know, or they're not going to play. Um, and I think if they, it, it's it's uh, it's like farming. They got to take their time, and, and the, you know what? Obviously, they're not all going to make it to the NHL. But um, as Richard would know, I mean, you know, you, I, I played against Mike Babcock, who's a coach, and and then Correct. you know, right. uh, and guys like um, Todd Button, who's a head scout for Calgary. I mean, there's there's other places if you want to get into the hockey world than just playing. But they seem to all want to, you know, if. The faster they can get up the ladder, um, the better, you know. Didn't it's, you try to take Babcock's head off once? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, maybe he's, we he's don't need to get into no, that. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, the, um, there's been rumors that there's going to be, or that there's planning on being some kind of a league of private academies in the region, but yep. of course right now there's only three schools that could yep. do it, that yep. there are there, there's another group that's going to put in other private schools. Do you know anything about this? There's 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 different talks out there of of I don't know of the a region, I know Hockey Canada is taking a step forward of of trying to make sure that the growth of these there's a there's been a growth of people wanting doing the, uh, an education, um, hockey uh -huh. schools, um, and I know Hockey Canada has taken a step forward on to making sure that this is being managed properly. Um, and I, you know, I, I know uh, I went to a meeting last month in Toronto um, with the Hockey Canada and even with the uh, HEO staff here. Um, I, there, there is, there's in some discussions um, where it's at. It's, it's still in the preliminary stages, but yes, you are right. There, uh, there is some some movement in that way. There's been a big movement out west. Um, you get the Curtis Lazars and stuff that have gone through that way, that mm -hmm. path through the these these, these sports schools and to, into junior. Um, and then, you know, to, uh, and so on, um, they're starting to see a little bit more of, uh, of interest to, to make that growth into Ontario and out, what, out east. So someday you could be trying to compete with the Notre Dame there in Wilcox. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hmm. All right. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, you know yeah. what, Jill, now that we've had you on, we're going to have to have you back. Although I say that Next to year. everyone. You say that to everybody. Yeah, and I say then it to everybody. Yeah, we'll have to have you back <laughs> so we can well, get an update and see where you're at. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I'd be interested in that kind of a kind of a league. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, I don't know where, uh, how far it's going to get into, but I can see in a few years it's going to be, uh, it'll be an option out there. And, I mean, obviously for us and the boys, it's still pushing through our junior, our programs here. Um, but, um it uh, uh, it's been it's been good. Uh, you know what? And, and the HEO and 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 everybody has been very supportive. Really great to work with. Um, we just want to keep that that uh, partnership going strong. And and uh, uh, and you know what? It's a lot of fun. Like it's a lot of fun having a school where there's there's little behavioral issues because everybody's here. <laughs> That's true. On, on on the same. You know what? They all have the same aspirations. Right. They all want to work hard. You know. Right. Yeah. All right, perfect. We're going to wrap her up. We thank okay. you, Jill, from Cornwall no, at the you. Ontario Hockey Academy. We yep. appreciate your time today, buddy. You have good, a good weekend. Good talking you. to you, Jill. All the best to you down there. Thank you, Richard Rick. Thank you. Take right, care. Right. Bye. Bye. And with that, we're going to take a quick break because we've got to make a call to the Peak Academy in Canada. We do? Yep. We'll be back right after this. Grassroots, the minor hockey show continues right after this on TSN 1200.
Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkerson and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. So having now dispensed with Mr. LaSalle. Yes. In uh, CIA, at OHA. Yeah, we're now going to look at a completely different business model. Yeah, we're now, we've got Kevin Wilson on the air, who's uh, one of the uh, co-directors and founders. Correct, Kevin? Yes, sir. Of Peak Welcome, Aca- Kevin. Of Peak Academy in Canada. And Peak Academy is not a residential school. It is only a day school. Correct. And now, Kevin, you you started at grade five a few years ago. Yes. And uh, you've added up, you're up to grade 11 now, I think. Each year you've added a year. Is that correct? We are. You are correct. Yes. Yeah. Now, why did you start with grade five? Because the other schools are starting with, um, they went to grade seven or eight, I think. Well, they were more concerned with their hockey programs. Yes. But anyway, we'll let Kevin answer the question. Yeah, it was actually more of a situational thing. So we had actually started a, our original company, which is Peak Center, right. which is a high-performance testing and training facility where we worked a lot with uh, Olympic athletes as well as a lot of professional athletes, um, i.e. the Sons, the Leafs, the Canes. So we had that exposure over the years. And it just so happened that my business partner, his son, uh, was going into uh, grade five the following year. So we spent a good year kind of researching, developing, kind of figuring out, was this something that we wanted to take on? Did we have the expertise and people that we could gather in order to do the job that we wanted to do? So at the time, his son being that age, uh, we had a group of about five or six students at the time, uh, parents, teammates who were interested in the concept. The guinea pigs. Yeah, you know what? And, and we thought, you know what, if we can start this and we can use the expertise of the center and sort of guide and mold uh, some of the development of these young players uh, over the first year, we'll see what happens. And lo and behold, we you know we started the school, we had the space in the facility, and we started with one room, one classroom, one teacher, one principal. And we developed it from there. And, you know, at, throughout the year, we just kept adding a student and adding a student and adding a student. And by the time we got to uh, the second year, we were up to 15 students in that class. And are you still starting? You still have a grade five class? Well, it's interesting you say that because um, my daughter, who is uh, who's a dancer, she's actually not a, a hockey player. Okay. She goes to the school. And uh, so we are taking on different athletes. But we decided that we would start on grade five. However, uh, my son is also in the regular stream right now, uh, regular public school. And I'm looking at and we're looking at starting a grade four for next year because we think that that's an appropriate age to start bringing young athletes and young student athletes and to start getting them organized and start getting them into the system of uh, just regular training, uh, a private school environment, um, uh, better ratio classrooms, those kinds of things. Well, unlike uh, CIHA and OHA, which are clearly meant for hockey, hence their names, uh, Peak has always had uh, dealings with athletes in terms of training and in fact i remember doing when i was doing my marathon training i went there for a, a test of some sort yes um that told me that i'm going to be slow when i get older <laughs> yeah but uh uh so you're looking at ex- it's sort of expanding the the type of athletes you're working with you're not really specializing in hockey quite as much well, hockey has been, first and foremost, our, our first discipline that we've been able to, to access. Number one, parents uh, in hockey are looking for um, continued and, and additional development, uh, number one. Um, number two, they tended to be the group that we had the best access to at the time and, and continue to because we've been running a lot of the hockey programs through the Peak Center for the last 16 years. So it was a nice, easy transition going into hockey because we already had access to a number of athletes um, who had been taking our programs on the ice and off the ice for many, many years. 
we've, we're looking at additional sports. Like you said, well, my daughter is a dancer. She's in the school. So while the hockey players are on the ice doing their, their thing, she's in the classroom working on her dance. Um, we've had uh, inquiries from soccer players. We've had inquiries from figure skaters. So it's something that we're looking at because it's, Yes, we can, we're specializing in hockey. However, the same development and similar development and progression that we can use for hockey players, we can use for any sport because we've worked with those various athletes over the years as well. So you are a different model, as we've said, but sticking with the hockey side of it, because this is a hockey show. Yes. Um, <laughs> you differ because obviously you don't have teams. So what kind of uh, ice sessions are you running? Uh, obviously less tactical, more technical. How many times uh, a day, how long are our are kids on the ice there? So it basically follows a progression. So depending upon the age of the grade of the individuals, we'll, we'll sort of dictate how much ice time they get over the course of the year. So at the grade four range, we're looking at between 80 and 90 hours of on-ice um, skill development, specific skill de- development over the course of the academic year. As you start getting up into the grade 10, 11, 12 range, we're looking at 150 hours. And the reason why that's, that's the case is because a lot of these athletes, most of them are still involved uh, with their, their teams in the evening. So they have practices and they have games on weekends and that kind of stuff. So they're getting an additional 100 hours or so of, of time with their own teams. They get an extra 100, uh, say, to 150 hours of on-ice skill development with us. And it's not... It's not team dynamics per se. It's more individual skill development in a group setting. Um, and then if you count the 150 hours of off-ice training, specific age-specific off-ice training that they complete as well as part of their curriculum, you know, they're upwards of 350 to you know, 450 hours per year of athletic development. And that sort of falls in line with the long-term athlete development model in terms of what these young athletes need to be successful at a particular sport. Now, that was the question I was about to ask was uh, how does it – Fall and fall into the uh, the LTPD, uh, and whether or not is is are we looking at specializing a little bit early with kids or not? Um, we're not, um, and the reason why is that yes, they need access to, and that's a very good question. They need access to um, ice time. They need additional skill development because a lot of times the coaches in the mainstream are sort of limited by the ice time they get and and what they can do as a group or a team dynamic. For us, we're looking at individual skill development, but also we're not just pigeonholing them into hockey because the off-ice conditioning and training, especially at the younger ages, are more meant developing at stability and more meant to developing uh, uh, speed and those kinds of things which are important for every sport, regardless. Um, And at the same time, too, the students here also have gym time, which they're exposed to additional sports like soccer, like baseball, like dodgeball, like ultimate. So they have that that additional, I don't want to call it free play, but it's definitely a different sport um, uh, exposure over the course of the school year. And you do have pretty good facilities there, too, that, uh, well, of course, all three schools that we've been you know, talking about have excellent facilities. You're, you're, you know, you've got the you've got four rinks and the indoor soccer pitch, and uh, right across the street is not soccer and baseballs right across yeah. the street too. You're right, yeah. exactly. So we've been lucky within the Sunsplex in the sense that we started out with just the center. So yeah. we have about six thousand square feet, fifty five hundred square feet, where we have the training facility right on site, and we have the high performance lab and all the physiologists mm-hmm. that, that work with the students on site. And then every year, as we've been sort of rolling out a different class, we've been able to secure. Uh, an additional classroom. 
Um, so right now we have room, obviously, for the student base that we have right now. But, um, you know, within the next year or two, just based upon the grades that we're going to have, we may outgrow and have to look at, you know, an additional space for maybe some of the grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we, we talked with uh, with Jill, as we said, from, from uh, OHA. Yes. They are uh, an accredited, recognized, whatever you want to call it, Ontario High School. You guys are more are the, are the private school model. That's correct. Your you, your education is through Blythe Academy. No, no, no. sorry, no, no. That's that's no, CIH. Great. That's CIH. Your yeah. edu- your education is through how many teachers we have on site there? Uh, basically, we have one for every grade. Plus, we have a floater, and we also have the principal as well. Um, and then all of our all of our teachers. See, this is where we're lucky in the sense that we have access to some of the best teachers um, that also come not only that are great at teaching, but also have the experience and come from a strong sporting background themselves. They're they've been high level uh, hockey players. Um, you know, one of the uh, I guess grade five teachers uh, was uh, sort of on the national development team for women's hockey. So we're lucky in the sense that our teachers understand the, the dynamics of being a student athlete, and they can actually help assist that with uh, with regard to the students. Our listeners need to know that that uh, you cannot run a school in this province without being accredited. You cannot. You, you will know, be I, shut you, down in no time. Yes. You, sorry, I, I, we, a poor use of the word. Right. You are 100% correct. I mean, we jumped through a lot of hoops, and we made sure that we're inspected every year. We're, you know, you can't just say you're a high school and, and say we're going to offer credits. You have right. to be inspected by the Ministry of Education, which mm-hmm. we are. And you, you also have the bonus of having the neatest desks oh, of, the of hockey any desk, the yeah. hockey desks, because we used to hold yeah, clinics the up there desks. in that room, yeah, and you've got hockey rinks on your desks, so all bonus points there. Oh, the kids love that. They always fight over that classroom, actually. <laughs> so, okay, what, what is your current uh, enrollment? Uh, we, have, we have 55 students overall in the academy, and uh, I would have to say that probably once every week or every two weeks, we have a student that comes in and spends a day. Um, so one of the things that we recommend to any of the parents and students that are interested in coming in, whether it be for this year, and we still have students who have actually started um, in the last week or two, um, but students who are interested in coming in in September, we invite them in for a day. They come in, they, they go on the ice, they spend the day in the classroom with their particular grade, and they get a feel for what the environment is like. I mean, honestly, the kids are here anywhere between six to eight hours a day, depending on when the parents drop them off and when they pick them up. This is their second home. So they've got to feel comfortable within the environment. So for us, being able to have a, a nice kind of warm, fuzzy, uh, um, uh, very high-end learning environment, athletic environment, is key for our success. Now, you are you are you planning on adding in grade 12 as well? We are. Wow, yep. Yep. Gonna... So, uh, so what ends up, we had, last year we had, what was it, 14 of our 16 um, uh, athletes, student-athletes at that age were drafted either into the CCHL or junior, or in terms of, sorry, the OHL. So most of the, the athletes were drafted in. So we ended up losing about half of our student body because they ended up going to Kitchener. They ended up going to Brockville or, or Pembroke, as an example, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. That's the, the goal that we're setting out. Um, but we were able to retain about half the class, and we've added a couple of extra students as well to that grade this year, so the grade 11 class. Those students will go on to grade 11 or grade 12 next year, and some have already been offered scholarships for NCAA schools and stuff, which is fantastic. So what's the long-term goal as far as, uh, I, I assume you'd like to have teams and be able to play in a league, be it within the OEMHL or maybe in some, some sort of a school or prep school Canadian-Ontario type league? 
It is absolutely something that we're working towards. I mean, it's something that we've uh, talked about the last two or three years. Um, it's something that we're continuing to look at and develop. I mean, obviously, we, we need the assistance and, and sort of the understanding and, uh, I guess, grace of the, of, the, of the league and individuals who are in, in charge of that. But absolutely, we'd love to do that because all it's really going to do is, is strengthen our ability to work with uh, a more of a team dynamic. Um, and, and, you know, basically, we're not going to pull the best players off of the team that actually exists, we're going to get people who want to come into a private school setting and want additional development. So if we can put together a team and compete in those leagues, I think that would be fantastic because it just uh, helps with the continued development of these young athletes. What If you have uh, 30 seconds to make a pitch about what your biggest challenge is, what would it be right now? The biggest challenge... I think the biggest challenge is awareness. I think a lot of times people um, maybe don't understand the, the difference between sort of a mainstream program and, and you know, a high-end, say, peak center program or the difference between what's offered in a regular school as opposed to what is offered in a private school. So there is an education um, both on the off-ice, on-ice stuff, but also on the education side to the parents. And so when they come in and they inquire, they sort of realize that, wait a minute here, this is a way different environment. It's a way different um, way of developing a young, active uh, individual. And at the end of the day, developing a young, at this point, hockey player. Mm-hmm. That's great, Kevin. Thank you we very much. We appreciate your time, Kevin. And sorry that we've, we've cut you short. That's fantastic. But, you Thanks know, for your time, guys. We only get so it. much time here. We appreciate it. And, uh, and actually, I know quite a number of kids who, who are, are students of yours, and I've coached them. And... And everybody I've ever spoken to speaks highly of the place. Oh, that's fantastic. It was great to hear. Thanks yeah. very much for your time. Good guys. having you, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Have Take a good care. Day now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. All, All right. right. we got to get out of here. Well, just we, for this we, segment. we got to pay bills. we got bills to pay. Okay. Okay. We're coming back right after this. Grassroots, the minor hockey show continues right after this on TSN 1200. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkison and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. Segment four, Greg, after talking with uh, Kevin and uh, Gilles LaSalle, we thank them for being on the air with us. And we thank also CIHA, which unfortunately could not be on the air with us today, but they meant well. Yes. One thing we did not tackle and we couldn't possibly tackle would be the nature of the academic programs. Yeah. Now, let's well, face it. sort of a little bit. Well, if you go to the normal mainstream high school, right. the range of courses that you can take far exceeds what you can take in one of these yeah, programs. Yeah, what, what these programs are Yeah, I mean, you're talking yes. about schools with, uh, you know, 8, 10, 12 teachers. Right. You know, one of, like, Peak Academy or CIH. So they're not offering, or, like, single living. I took, <laughs> I took that in grade 12, I think. Okay, yeah. I, think I took that in grade 12. But that was appropriate for you. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. No, but the range of, of let's say, science courses or, or yeah. you know, you, you have your core subjects that you must offer. Right. Uh, and the students have to take their three maths in high school and whatnot. But the the if you have a student who is a specialist in hockey and has a particular bent for, uh, let's say, physics, biology, chemistry, they may be limited in the nature of the courses that they could offer there. Right. Yep. In which case, you'd have to take them elsewhere, and that you know creates another yep. problem. Uh, we didn't discuss at all the um, the experience of the teachers. If you look on their websites, they have pretty good bios. Pretty good bios. All, all three yep. schools yep. have yes, good bios of of their teachers. Their coach the the coaching group that these schools have, and the t- the hockey teaching group that these schools have is quite impressive. It is. Yep. Uh, from CIHA's uh, Guy Girouard and Alain Raymond, 
Actually, he's completely English. His name's Gerard. Come on. Guy Gerard. I've always... <laughs> I used to call his games on radio. Really? Yeah. Okay. Guy, Guy Gerard. Guy Gerard and now I'm at CIHA. You've got Gilles LaSalle and... Hey, Andre uh, Savage is at CIH. That's right. Andre yeah. Savage is there too. Randy Stevenson, the principal, is a former Ranger, Gloucester Ranger Junior yes. player. Uh, you've got at OHA, you've got, well, Gilles, but he's he's in charge of the girls program. Mm-hmm. A fellow named Frankie Morris that I coached is the Frankie Concordia. Is well. now? Frankie, you remember Frankie? Yes. Is school. he now at CIA? He came or, back uh, from OHA. came back from Scotland. Oh, and okay. He, he and uh, Gilles played together for oh, me okay. at Concordia. All right. And uh, you look at the, at, well, we didn't mention to Kevin at Peak Academy. He is an exercise physiologist. Yeah. So you've got him and Ken Brunet, his partner. We were talking about Ken Brunet's daughter, uh, no, son. Yeah. Was it son? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they have, of course, top-notch people there. So from a hockey and training standpoint, these schools certainly offer far more than you would expect to see at any regular well, it's the, it's high the school hours of ice uh, that you get and the skill development from a from an individual skill development that you're getting at uh, at yes. peak yes is incredible if you talk about a kid that needs to work on his skating he needs you know and we've skating all seen instruction that kid. you can't you can't get that playing for your peewee triple a team no. a bam triple a team you no. just don't have the time and here you are doing both in the case of peak yeah you're playing on your club team right which is i don't know three four ice sessions a week but plus you're there for an hour or two a day on the ice every day at peak so here's the big question greg yes knowing the advantages of the, the advantages of, let me try that in english yeah, yeah. knowing the, running out of time knowing, right? yeah. just spit it out knowing the advantages yes. these schools offer yeah. and keeping in mind the costs of, i can't know, afford any of them no. no. You're asking no. me where I'd send my kid? No. No, good. Uh, are you in favor of the concept? I certainly am. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I wish them well in finding a league. The the, the, the problem that, that CAH and OHA face is that there's not finding competition, finding other schools in a league that's financially viable for them mm-hmm. to play in. Well, they, they, play in the, sur- they play in the U18 Midget AAA. Oh, each, yeah. each school has two teams. But they could find one of just schools, yes. but the travel would be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the case of Peak... You would almost have to have a whole new group, and Kevin alluded to it. The current students are not going to play for the peak team. No. Because they're all playing in a AAA or AA team already. But maybe that's so their objective. Be, yeah, I know. But I'm saying if they wanted to put together a team, and right. he said they certainly do, right. you have to recruit a whole new body of, uh, a whole new group of players, right. students. There have been rumblings in this region for about a year or so of some kind of a league developing Yes. For for uh, the private academies, right, uh, and we'll see over the next year or so if that comes to see fruition. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We're wrapping up. We are because we because we had two rather lengthy, extensive interviews. We want to thank both of our guests, uh, Gilles uh, Lasage, Lasalle, Lasalle. Good grief! I, I met him once, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kevin Wilson. Uh, <laughs> next week, folks, we're uh, it's our wrap up show of the year. We're going to go over our highs and lows, our favorites and least favorites for the past season of Grassroots, the and, minor hockey show. And we may be live. We'll oh, let you know. yeah. We might have to get up early. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you for listening. On behalf of Richard Burgess and my name is Greg Kennedy. You've been listening to Grassroots, the minor hockey show on TSN 1200. We'll see you in the rinks. This has been Grassroots, the minor hockey show on TSN 1200. Catch us again next weekend or get your Grassroots fix anytime with our podcast at TSN1200.ca.